2: You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York.
0: Again, let's begin with Julius Randle, where the best is yet to come, according to the Knicks All-Star. Speaking at a live edition of the Uninterrupted at the Shop, Julius Randle spoke about his time in New York and what we can expect from him this upcoming season. Randle is predicting that this one could be the best of his career. I want you guys to listening to what Julius Randall had to say about why he thinks that this is going to be his best season yet.
2: I was talking to my trainer about this today. He was, we were talking about like prime years, right? And I feel like the prime is like when your mental and physical kind of meet. And physically, I feel like this is going to be my best year. But mentally, I feel like I've taken a tremendous step because I had to slow all the way down. I, I wouldn't allow the train. Um, so to answer your question, I've studied a lot of people. I studied Bron. I've watched how he's used angles. Uh, one of the biggest people that honestly pushed me was uh, Jalen, my teammate, um, because I saw how he worked, and I'm a worker. Um, but I saw how diligent he was, you know, focus, um, level to it. So JB's really pushed me. I watched Jimmy in the playoffs, like all of these guys, right? Um, we all copycats at the end of the day. You know, we learn the game from somebody, and for me. Uh, you know, I admire the game. I love the game. So I try to take as much from
0: my peers as I can. So interesting comments from Randall. One about him feeling like this season you'll see the physical prime match the the mental aspect, the mental prime for him in this upcoming season. He says he's been talking about that with his trainer. He credits that in part to the fact that he actually could not train to start this offseason, which we heard him say a little bit on the podcast P where he discussed about how he was injured. He had the ankle injury, and he had the rehab from that. He is working out now, but he, he was not able to work out for, I guess, a good month, a couple of months or so. So uh, he's crediting that. He also credits uh, the, the the film work he's gotten to do, uh, not just on guys like LeBron and on Jimmy Butler, but then uh, kind of harping on the lessons he learned playing with Jalen Brunson. Once again, talking about Jalen Brunson being, you know, the true kind of centerpiece for this Nick organization there, Julius Randle crediting Jalen Brunson for uh, understanding what it is to be a star in this league and what it is to be a pro. So interesting stuff from Randall. I'll ask you, Tommy, do you feel like this is possibly the best season you will see from Randall? Do you buy that, that notion from him?
1: Yeah. I mean, listen, what he states is it makes a lot of sense. A lot of great professional athletes have talked about kind of that convergence of, you know, when you're young, you have all the physical skills in the world. You can jump through the building. You can play back-to-back nights and have McDonald's in between games, and you know nothing can nothing really impacts you. Um, and then at certain point, you cross over, and you know you're mid 30s, whatever. You know what you want to do, but your body doesn't allow you to do it just because you've gotten worn down a little bit. It's different, more difficult to bounce back from injuries, even minor injuries, etc. So that 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 real peak of your career is that confluence between. When you learn the tricks of the trade and the angles and, and the inside life hacks to, to being successful NBA player on and off the court, preparation, film work, all that other stuff, and you're still in your physical prime. Um, so there's definitely reasons to believe that. That being said, I, it's, it's hard to imagine Randall playing much better during the regular season than he did last season. I mean, you know, uh, or even two two three years ago, um, you know, his first all-star team, his first all-NBA team. You know, reminder, this guy's made... All NBA second team All Star, you know, uh, uh, t- twice in a three-year span. Yeah. It's the only Nick in, in in this millennium, other than Carmelo Anthony, with that with that type of resume. Um, you know, he's been he's been that good, um, and and th- all those honors and accolades were deserved. Um, so I, I, you know, I would be I, I think the Knicks right now and Nick fans would sign up for exactly the numbers he posted. You know, appear in seventy-seven games. You know, stay remarkably healthy, other than the injury at the end of the season show up night in night out um, you know we've given him a lot of credit and he deserves it for keeping his body as always has really since the day he arrived since that first season in, in fantastic physical shape um, you know rarely you know shows signs of exhaustion and he plays hard um, when he does play hard um, you know he, he can continue it uh, you know through the end of the game um, that being said the regular season is of I don't want to say it's of limited importance um. Obviously, the Knicks are not not guaranteed to make the playoffs, They're not guaranteed to be a top six team, let alone a playing team. Um, so, but when it comes down to it, Randall will be—he's uh, at that stage of his career where he's proven what he can do in the regular season. Um, will he be able to transfer it over to the postseason? That's kind of um, you know what's on the table. We've seen this with great athletes before. Whether they be quarterbacks or shortstops or you know uh, uh, goaltenders, you can have you can be great in the regular season and win regular season awards. Some guys don't have the ability to kind of take it to the next level in the postseason, and that's yeah. kind of where we're at with Randall.
0: Yeah, to me, Randall's comment about the mental and the physical—I'm almost more interested in the mental than the physical. Because as you noted, I mean, he's in supreme shape. Um, he's a workhorse type of player. He's very durable. So him coming in, being ready to play from a physical standpoint, that would not surprise me. I think when I think about best season of Randall's career, I don't know if numbers can tell me that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I don't know. Like, I, he averaged 25 points, 10 rebounds on almost 46% shooting. I mean, that's a spectacular season on, you know, 34% on from three on eight attempts a game. I mean, that's a spectacular season under almost any circumstance. Uh, do I want? I don't know if Randall's averaging twenty eight points is again good for even the Knicks. So I don't know if numbers will tell me that. I think what will tell me more if this is Randall's best season will be perhaps maybe better efficiency, but more so just even play and even accountability and leadership. Like that's to me what, yeah. what that would that would equate for me a top season for. Uh, for Julius Randle. I I don't know if, if numbers will tell me that. And as you mentioned, you know, the the regular season, maybe not being of inconsequence, but definitely not as important at this point, because we've seen Randle play pretty much as good as you can in a regular season. And when it came to the postseason, it felt like it was the mental part that really fell apart. Now he, he played injured during these playoffs. So I I don't want to make it, I don't want to throw that completely out. That was definitely a part of it, but we saw, last attitude we saw uh the inconsistent effort and those are things that that have played him pretty much since he got here when he's gotten to postseason play so for me if randall's gonna have his best season that would mean him having his best postseason performance i don't know if that means the nicks go in the first round i don't know if that means the nicks go uh, to the conference finals or the nba finals but if randall's gonna have his best season it means that he basically replicated what he does during the regular season in the postseason, where he's averaging that same 25 and 10 on 45% shooting. He's helping Knicks win games. He's a monster on the glass. He's outworking everybody. Like, if if he shows me that, then I can buy it. But it's crazy. He's one of those players where from October to April, I won't care very much about how he plays other than hoping that it helps Knicks win. But yeah. that, beyond that, in terms of how I feel about him individually, it's really not going to change anything because I see the same act that I saw the last two out of the last three years in the postseason. Then this is all for nothing.
1: It's a really good point, EJ, in terms of uh, the stuff that's hard to quantify with counting stats. Right. Um, you know, in other words, you, you could, there's an argument to be made where he could average fewer points, fewer rebounds. Fewer assists and have a better year if he if he concentrates more offensively, um, you know, looks to set up Quentin Grimes and increase his three point production. Um, uh, it enables Josh Hart to to, uh, to to kind of find ways on the floor and contribute offensively. Throws more lobs. Maybe him and, and Mitch Rob kind of you know work some high low post stuff um, that we haven't seen them. You know, uh, Mitch Rob has you know shown a penchant for throwing some lobs. to, to uh, um, R.J. Barrett rather has, has been able to kind of create some opportunities for Robinson at the rim. a, A little bit for Brunson. I'd like to see some more, Um, but there's very little um, four or five. And a lot of teams don't do four or five, uh, you know, stuff in terms of, you know, cross screens and and things along those lines. Um, But again, just it's that type of stuff where you look at the box score and he only had 22, eight and three, um, but he was seven of 11 from the floor, um, got to the free throw line a few times and, you know, uh, had four hockey assists. Uh, you know, locked
0: down, locked down the opponents, you know, of uh, power forward as well. Exactly. You know?
1: you know, held Pascal Siakam to you know three of you know 11 shooting. Right. Some along those lines, boxed out, um, uh, you know, so and allowed Mitchell Robinson to get the rebound. Uh took three charges in a game, something along those lines. That's the type of stuff that again we we know we can average 25, 10, and five. And there are like six people on planet earth that can do that in the nba over the course of an 82 game season so all the credit to him but that is not what's going to separate him and take him to the next level in terms of respect and admiration from the fan base nick's postseason production all that other stuff um it, it, it it's those other things that might be more important uh, in, in kind of the big picture And when we talk about was julius randall's season a success uh, 10 months from now
0: You know, you know, during my adolescent, you know, teen and, you know, maybe pre-college years, like a lot of kids end up having your favorite team, but then you end up having maybe a favorite player on another team or a second favorite team. I grew up as a Knicks fan, but I I love the Dirk Nowitzki ever Dallas Mavericks. Dirk Nowitzki is one of my all-time favorite players. So when I think about Dirk Nowitzki's career, he's had more points in seasons than the 2011 season. He's had years where he shot better from three than the 2011 season. But guess what? Dirk and Whiskey's best season of his career was 2011. Why? Because forget about all the regular season stuff. When it came to the postseason, the physical, as Julius Randle mentioned, matched the mental. It was clear prior to Dirk and Whiskey's career at that point in time that it, it hadn't quite meshed. He was able to get his team close to the mountaintop, not quite there, and he had trouble beating some of those top teams uh, with with the tougher defense, with the way they were keen in on them, and it took Dirk time to get there, but eventually he got there. But it wasn't because of oh the regular season numbers. You know, Dirk had this great season. He had a very great season. He was an All Star again. But it was the postseason when he was the best player on the floor every time they played. Whether it was against Kobe, whether it was against Kevin Durant, whether it was against LeBron and Dwayne Wade, he became the best player because he had finally match the mental aspect of what it took to win the playoffs I you know I know um Steve Kerr I think said this about uh Isaiah Thomas and the bad boy Pistons or the, maybe maybe Isaiah said it himself I think Steve Kerr was quoted though when they talked about you know why you know those bulls teams couldn't beat the 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 bad boy pistons for a long time you know Isaiah said it was much more about the mental than it even was about the physical and we were just competing on a mental level that was much higher than the Bulls were up until 91 when of course the, the Bulls uh swept the, the pistons. And to me, like Randall, when I've watched him in these playoffs, sometimes it feels like he's not competing at the kind of mental level needed to win these series. Like, you know, like it's every possession matters. It's you gotta run back on defense uh when you make cause a bad turn. It's you can't have lazy, kind of thoughtless type turnovers in key moments. Like those are the kind of things that separate the good players from the great players. What we've seen is Randall's been a great regular, great regular season player. But when he got into the postseason, when teams are ready for him, he has had a mental block. And it's easy to talk about it. I kind of right. want to see it. Like I, don't, I don't, I mean, I'm not going to say I, I don't like hearing it, but to say I'm going to be mentally there, it's like, I mean, what does that mean? I mean, why weren't you mentally there three months ago? We well, just were playing three or four months ago. I don't know what, what changes from then to now, but... It doesn't mean the, the the it doesn't mean the light bulb can't click because like I said it took Dirk to Whiskey essentially 11 years 12 years for a light bulb to click and eventually he took a team to a championship so who's to say it can't happen
1: for Randall definitely uh, one that run by Dirk is underappreciated historically that that, that one was of the incredible. best ever absolutely that was incredible two um it's tough when you talk you know because because Randall talked about how his mental was in the right place in the middle of this past season and then we had that right. kind of swoon at the end of the regular season and listen mental health is such a difficult you can't pin it down I, you know my mental health journey myself individually highs lows so yeah. I, and I'm not performing in front of 18,000 people on a nightly basis um I can only imagine the stress and, and triggers that and, and how difficult that must be um you know for, you know for for a professional athlete um but that being said yeah it, it's it's you're right it's the it's the ability to when the when the lights are brightest, is to is to is to play well and not only play well but play with effort and it was just what it's you know randomly I, I didn't even really think about it much um until you mentioned it um sometimes on, on your twitter feed like a bot will like a random tweet from like three years ago <laughs> yeah years, and you're just like, well, how why did someone like this and he realized that got to the bot or whatever um but one of the tweets this morning like in my in my in my um mentions or whatever it was um a, a string a thread of plays during that Miami series, one in particular where he just barely fights through his screen, like watches Kevin Love shoot a three. I mean, yeah. just it, you watch that and you're just like, what on earth? Is-? And, and again, there was on the other end of the floor. It wasn't obviously injuries played a part in the in the in, in his lack of effectiveness. But um Again, let's say you have 20 herbs of energy to give, like give just as much on the defensive end, just throwing yeah. up the hands in half court and watching guys get layups, etc. Um, those are the things that until he cleans up that aspect uh, of his game, it's it's going to be difficult, um, for Nick fans. And they're a knowledgeable fan base because they don't rely solely on statistics. Um, you know, for the most part, they, they were able to see the bigger picture, and they were and they are many times, uh, despite his incredible, you know, in other words, if you Go Back, you know, take get in the time machine, you know, and, and go back to 2018 and tell a Nick fan, You guys are going to sign a player that's going to make two all NBA teams, two all star teams, average 25, yeah. 10, and four over the course of a three year span. Be like, Oh, awesome, we got KD. I'm like, Yeah, hey, I was
0: saying, We got KD, awesome,
1: <laughs> right? You know, like. Uh, yeah. You know, but you know, he, he this is what happened. So, for him not to kind of have that that, that same that, that for the fan base, not that that love it's because of those things that that we've seen. And despite the production, um, you know, it's 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 it, you know, there's 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 that effort piece that that needs to be there 100%. You
0: talked about watching LeBron and particularly Jimmy Butler, is what I said during the playoffs, and I'll, I would say it here as well. And I'd say it to Julius Randle, look how Randle played, look at those plays. And ask me, do you see anybody on the Miami Heat playing like that? If you don't, if that the answer is no, that means that you got to change your way. So to me, like when it comes to competing mentally on that high level, watch how the Miami Heat scrambled on defense. Watch how they took care of the ball. Watch the attention to detail to which they run their stuff. Watch the attention to detail to which they guard their opponents and understanding the scouting report. And until you show me that you could repeat that kind of play. Then I don't want to hear it like, you know, during the NBA finals, we watched 10 guys on the floor at all time. There was nobody that looked like Julius Randle at any point during that finals, a very highly competitive series, even though it was only five games
1: whether Streus is 0 for 11 or 10 for 11, he's going to give that same effort. Right. You know, those Gabe Vincent and, and, and Jokic, even Jokic. Um, you know, he's, he was a great player and then elevated himself to an all-time great player by getting in better shape, improving his focus yeah. defensively. Um, and now he has, uh, you know, MVPs and, and trophies to, uh, to, 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 as you know, as testament to that.
0: And one last playoff story. This is a different sport. But I'll never forget, I believe this was Wayne Gretzky talking about when they lost to the Islanders uh, in the Stanley Cup. And, you know, he remembers they lost, you know, this, that was, this was the fourth in a row that the Islanders had won. And they went back to the locker room and, you know, they were like, oh, man, they were disappointed or whatever. Um, but they were, you know, they were fine otherwise. And they remember walking by the Islanders are going to congratulate them. And he said, we could not imagine or we could not conceptualize how tired and exhausted the Islanders were in their locker room. Like they weren't even really celebrating because of the physical exhaustion they put themselves through to one, just win that championship, but also obviously to win four in a row. And you had guys kind of a a muted kind of celebration, guys hands on their knees, just kind of sitting in their lockers. And they said, you know, we were a young team at that time, but we kind of knew, Hey, if we're not matching that energy, then we're never going to win a championship. Then of course the Oilers themselves became um, a dynasty uh, of sorts and, that to me kind of tells the kind of the same story. Like it's, uh, you know, Julius Randall had the famous, you know, maybe they wanted it more. Like that can't, that can't be the case. Right. Like if he really wants to have his best season possible, it, Jimmy Butler has that, you know, hanging over the banister in the bubble where he's exhausted. meme. like I need to see Julius Randall like that in the playoffs. I need to see him like that for the over the course of the season for me to, to, to really buy in. But, um, but I, I'm excited that Julius Randall feels like he can have that kind of season. Like you said, by all accounts, there's no reason why he shouldn't be able to have that kind of year. What I would say is, I, I'd wonder what that means from a numbers standpoint. Because, yeah. uh, you know, Jalen is still on the team. You think these other guys are going to be improving quick? Uh, we're going to mention Quentin runs, RJ Barrett. Do they get more points? That means they get less shots. Julius plays plays more, gets more uh, shots. So it'll be an interesting story yeah. to follow.
1: And and, and and with and with DiVincenzo essentially replacing right. Obi, the only you know, that's a more offensive minded player. Oh, well, you know, DiVincenzo's gonna score more, consistently, shoot more um, than Obi did. So that, you know, another reason that that you might expect um, Randall's numbers to decrease a little bit, his usage rate to decrease a little bit, but you know, as we've discussed for these last twenty minutes, that does not necessarily mean um, if his statistical, you know, production decreases that he is not having a better season.
0: Yeah, but it will be follow, interesting to follow uh, how Julius uh, plays this year, particularly because, you know, last time he came into a year where he was one year away from being on a contract year, he had that 2021 season and that that led to the extension that he got. That would make you think that maybe this year, he's eyeing, saying, hey, if I want that extension, I got to ball off this year, so I can also be why he's uh, zeroing in on this year as being best year of his career.